Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva. And this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, goals in 2021 and everything that's coming up. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Casual Fridays land flipping blueprint. Guys, if you're thinking about getting in this niche, you've got to check this out. We've taken all the knowledge we gained through the years of consulting and the hundreds of clients and put it in this easy to follow course. It's uh, got all the contract scripts and forms that we use in our daily business. And everyone that joins gets a free one-on-one training with either myself or Justin. So if you're interested in learning more, all you got to do is go to our website at casualfridaysrei.com. Click on the training tab, set up a strategy call, and we'll go over everything you need to know to get started. Well, happy Friday, sir. Hey, happy Friday. This is January 1st. It is. It's happy a, New Year. Happy New Year. It's a, I think it may throw some of our listeners off because we hadn't been on Monday or Wednesday this this last Monday, Wednesday. Yep. New Year, new us. Yeah. So do we want to kind of break down what that looks like for us? Going to casual Fridays and just being on a Friday show? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty simple, right? Casual Fridays is now a Friday only show. It's a, it's a once a week. We're here to have fun with you and do exactly like we've been doing. Yeah. Still sharing nuggets. But it's just going to be on Fridays. Yeah. So in today's show with 2021, new goals, new us, new, everybody's having that new piece. We have, you know, for us in our business for the last two years, we have spent three days a week with you helping you get through this. And it's kind of, I, I'm going to say for me, it's time to get back to really deep into trenches and uh, kick some more ass. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, this whole thing came about because we do still run our own businesses. Mm-hmm. We have other businesses like you have Plum, you have Land. I mean, you have you have all your stuff. I have my stuff. We have mm-hmm. real estate stuff, and this just takes up a lot of time. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a fact, and I don't mean that. That's like not it's, anything bad at so, all. I see. I and I, I know at first when I say that, I feel like oh, that sounds like it's so bad, but it's not meant to be derogatory. It's meant to be. How do we continue to grow our businesses and continue to grow? And what yeah. does that look like? And what do you need to get that time? Yeah. So nothing's changing. The, our education is still there. Check that out. We're still in the Facebook groups. We're still doing everything that you know. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, we're cutting back on the show so that we can work more in our other businesses. Yeah. I like it. I, it is what it is, right? It's part of the goal for 21, right? <laughs> for you, for the goal for 21. Um, it's just one of the things that's going on in 21, right? Have you, have you, I don't want to put you on the spot, but like, yeah. have you even thought about goals? Like, or is that something you're going to do? <sighs> like, am I good? So yes, in, in two different formats. Okay. So I always divide them up business-wise and personal growth. I think 2020 for me was more business focused and 2021 is going to be more intra intra focused personal goals for myself to gr- personal growth mm. um and and continue to work with that and you know it's a it's it's one of those things that i turned i turned 39 in a couple weeks so i'll be rolling into my 40th year and i'm real weird about life changes and transitions and thought processes i feel like they happen on the decade and that's kind of getting ready getting prepared for 40 in 2022 i need i need a full year to get my mind right and get ready for that Okay. Nothing wrong with that. No, no. I mean, we chased, we did BMX last year. We had a lot of fun with that. We're going to continue that. Um, business wise, um, we, we are looking at something. Jessica's getting her foot wet in some real estate stuff. Uh, you know, we have some, we have some good friends like Kyle with Airbnb. 
We're looking at opening up a Airbnb business. I, I'm betting on the fact that people are going to be antsy coming out of COVID pandemic. There's going to be a lot of jobs and people shifting and Airbnb is an easy solution for people having to move. And we live in a market that has more people coming to it than almost anywhere else in the country. And so I'm wanting to capitalize a little bit on that. And mm -hmm. so we're going to let her start her. She, she's been starting the course. I didn't know how far she'd gotten into it, but uh, in talking to her over the last week, she's actually done a lot more than I realized she had done with it. So I'm going to let her run with that. And I'm going to spend the first quarter trying to help her get that up and launched mm. while running a shit ton of mail. I didn't realize that she was already going through the training. She's going through one of the courses. Yeah. And then we have the other one on standby waiting for that to come up. That's good. Yeah. I didn't know that I was having dinner and drinks with her and another family and the lady started talking to me about it. And I said, well, I, don't, I didn't know she was doing it. <laughs> so I didn't, I, it, it was kind of caught me by surprise. So that was kind of the, the deciding factor for me and what I needed to hear for her. If she's going to do it, I'll help her run it and help her get it up and going and uh, keep moving with it. Very cool. And then yeah. a shit ton of mail. Like what that tells me is you're going to kind of do your own version of project one uh, version, tons no. of mail, <laughs> buy properties, low, sell it high. <laughs> yes. And no. Um, I made a comment a few years back on a competitor's podcast that you could mail a certain product type. You could mail the entire country and you never have to work again. Thinking about doing it. Okay. I haven't haven't sold myself if I'm going to pick like four or five states or if I'm going to just mail the whole country at a certain size property and see how many six to seven thousand dollars I can put to work. Mm, all right. So yeah, still not. I don't have the full mail plan. Don't have it. I was running through states yesterday. I'm just getting everything ready. So I don't know where, when, how. The hard part for me is I get to see a lot of people's mail plans because of the consulting and coaching and training, and I uh, try to be somewhat cognizant of where I know people are mailing. So I'm not mailing on top of them, but at the same time, there's, we're not the only game in town. There's tons of people mailing. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it's a, uh, you know, ride or die, I guess. Yeah. No, I mean, I have, I'm definitely gonna do like my own version of project one, nice. right? Send out a bunch of mail at once. See what comes back. Yeah. Continue to work on the podcast, grow the podcast. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, I'm gonna see what I can't do with the traditional real estate side too. Yeah. You had a, an interesting thing happen on the real, the traditional side this last week, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So for people that are just listening, like I talk so much shit on real estate agents that I just finally decided I've already done the hard work. <laughs> Let me just put my money where my mouth is. And like, instead of complaining about realtors, go be a realtor, <laughs> go be, go be the type of realtor that we want, uh -huh. right? In our businesses. And so I've been spending money, the same amount of money that I would on mail on marketing for leads. Mm -hmm. And I've got, um, two leads that I'm working with that are fair priced, uh, leads. But anyway, the point is one of my clients puts a offer in on a condo. Mm -hmm. It's a brand new condo complex, brand new, just finished like certificate of occupancy, not even a week. And we got seven of the units are sold. It's 45, 45 ish. Yeah. Seven of the units are sold. And then you get a call from the listing agent. who said the developer has uh, decided to, pull out of the entire deal and we're giving everyone's deposits back and he doesn't know what he's going to do with it. Cause he can't rent the building. So we're just going to give it back to the bank and see what happens. I'm thinking, what the hell? Uh, how does a, a guy builds a building, gets it ready to sell sells. What's that? Uh, seven, like one sixth, one seventh of yeah. them. I don't, this is a super nice complex. Okay. It's in the, in my opinion, it's probably in the best uh, area mm -hmm. of like our urban area. It's in a killer location. It's very nice and very high tech. Like everything is done. 
on the latest technology. All the condos are pre-wired for surround system with speakers in the ceiling. There's nest systems on everyone's front doors. Like, I mean, it's just a very technology building, good prices. Um, and he's finished. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's finished with it. And yeah. then just to decide, yeah. nah, you know what? Maybe they don't need this. I don't yeah. need this business. So there were, there were some talk going on. I should know by now, but some talk going on if they were going to be able to have someone step in and take over. Okay. But at least by the time I'm recording this, it's it's still in the air. It's just sitting there. Yeah. That was when you told me that I was like, this doesn't even make sense. Like I can't even fathom. Like I've, I've taken this project. It's probably taken him a year to 18 months to get where he's at now. I looked up when he bought the property. Okay. It was April of 18. So almost two years. So he's almost, almost in this two years. Or over two years. April 19 and 20 would have been two years, so over two and a half years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's, uh, let's, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, the point is, uh, I'm going to try and grow that side of the business. And it's, Mm -hmm. so far, it's been, it's been good. So I like that, you know, you can make the same amount of uh, profit like we shoot for in a bass boat property Mm -hmm. by selling some higher end homes, which is what I'm targeting for without having to put up the money to buy it, to buy it. Okay. So we're going to run some tests. We're going to do some shows on it and see how it turns out because unlike most, you know, 95% of real, I don't know the exact number, but a huge amount of real estate agents don't have money to invest in their business. Mm-hmm. And then things like this will happen, right? They're expecting to get a nine or $10,000 commission check. And then all of a sudden just goes away. Yeah. So now they're freaking out because they don't know how they're going to pay their bills. Yeah. So we're just going to test it throughout the year. See how it goes. Yeah. And I, I, I like that the I like the thought process of using land money to help build your other businesses and, and using that to churn. So then you always have that person, well, why don't you just keep doing land? And no, it's great. It's it's still being done. Once you get your machine dialed in and oiled, you you know what kind of mail you need to send. But as you start to scale, it doesn't have to be a scale of I'm gonna send ten million pieces of mail a month. It could be I'm gonna use this to set myself up on some residual income or some passive income or use it to help grow my knowledge base like you're doing. You know, hey, I'm targeting a certain type of product. I know how to use direct mail to generate leads. I know how to use Facebook to generate leads. I know how to do all these other things. And I have the money to invest in it and invest long enough to see if I can do a test or a sample and make sure it actually works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I mean, we've proven with Project One that like you can do one huge mailer at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. close on those properties, resell them, and then close on them on the back end and have a killer year, right? Yep. And and you can do that at different price ranges too. Mm-hmm. You may have to send a, a lot more mail or maybe you send a little bit of more mail, but you can buy one property makes a million bucks. Yeah. It's not like you have to have this machine that you're working in 40 hours a week, every week of the entire year. Yeah. Send out all your mail at the beginning of the year and then just ride it out from there. And that leaves a ton of time to grow other businesses, which is mm-hmm. why we have the podcast. Cause we started that. And then mm-hmm. why not do whatever, whatever, whatever else you want, whether it's yeah. Airbnb, traditional real estate, whatever. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I, for me this year, I felt like I spent a lot of other time in other people's businesses, which was very rewarding in a fact that you've had 10 different clients come back and say, they're going to do over a million in revenue this year. And knowing that they're buying them for they're they're spending anywhere from four to $600,000 on that. So I know I help generate that kind of return for these guys. So that's huge in my opinion, but it's and for my business. I, my goal was to hit the 2 million revenue for Justin Inc is what I call all my business together. And I missed it by just minuscule amount. And it's a couple properties that are not going to make it through in time. And so it's like, how do I get that next year? Well, I don't have to worry about that. I want it there. I want to make it and just rock with it. So, but I also want to, 
to, like I said, work on personal stuff, you know, and, and, and work on me as a person to get ready for my 40th and be ready for that, what that looks like in life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very important thing to have in life. Yeah. I have found over the last year that I get, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like having that time, free time to think about growing personal stuff uh-huh. just makes me bored and I feel like I should be growing businesses. <laughs> I think it's a seasonal thing. I think for me, I'm the same way. Like fun for me is writing business plans. Like I enjoy running through a business plan and checking all the traps of where it's going to be hit, where it's going to have problems, where we can increase efficiencies and things like that. Like I enjoy that. That's very doing for me. But I also know for me in my life, I've, I've noticed that I'm starting to come to the realization that this season of life I'm in, certain things just don't fit. You know, like, hey, I want a motorcycle. Well, how do you put three kids on a motorcycle? When do you have time to ride it? You know, if you pick up a hobby with your kids and then you want to go do something else, like your kids feel left out. And like, so it's, it's kind of like that guy goes through his midlife crisis when his kids get too old to hang out with him. He goes and buys like a two-seater sports car. I know that that may come in a few years, but right now my kids are at an age and for me that I need to get okay with that season of life of being there. And, you know, if it's the station wagon life I'm in right now, then get a really cool station wagon. Uh, it's still be to be determined if that's a actual thing, a cool station wagon. Like I, I, I'm not convinced. It, the only ones that are cool are like the renderings that we see, not yeah. actual real ones. I saw one the other day. It was like a 56 Nomad. So and it had full like LS seven in it, big wheels, big tires, big brakes, drop down onto the frame. It's beautiful. Yeah, uh, I get it. They're cool. Uh, they look cool. Yeah, I'm telling you, throw the dog, the kids, their friends in the back, and just roll down the street. That's good. That's a good yeah. season for you. Yeah, that's exactly where you are. Yeah, it I know. Would be, it, it sucks. Would, like it I would, want, I want two seater. Like I want that, but I know for me, that's not where I am right now. Because I'm like. Okay, do I need a new Corvette or a Porsche? No, or a helicopter. You, you, <laughs> let's be real here. I'm looking at helicopters. What? Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I can't. You can't deny the fact that that. And that's. I can't. The the four seater you flew. I can't take the family of five in my four seater helicopter. I'm trying to think if that had a, a spot bench in the back. But throw I don't a case know. in. I don't <laughs> just, think it did. Just hook him to the bottom. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know, helicopter being last on the list, but uh, I wouldn't mind having a Corvette. Yeah, and they're, they're great looking cars. I got, I've been looking at the NSXs again, but and that's funny that I think we started one of our shows early on. We talked about what'd be a better bang for your buck for a car, and I'm not opposed to flipping cars because that's one of my passions as well. You know, uh, a question came up the other day, and it kind of ties back into 2021 and what you're doing, and you know, is the other people's money aspect and how you approach that and what that looks like. And I've seen this comment a lot of people because people are getting ready to scale their businesses for 2021. What do I do to scale? I, I prove the concept. What do I do? You know, and I, one of the, the biggest things that came back, comes to my mind when I heard that is um, one of the money guys I use for actual commercial and residential uh, asset classes, they made the comment, if you're not willing to put your last dollar into this, this deal, why would I want to give you my money? And I would, I would implore a lot of people to, if you, if you're not willing to sign on a dotted line for your own business, why is that other person want to believe in you? So make sure when you make that argument and it's convincing that you, you look at that. Mm-hmm. People could just use their stimulus money to fund their businesses in 21. You, you could <laughs> do that. I assume, um, 
I don't know how much that's going to be, and I don't think you're going to get that, Mr. Sal. You make way more money than I will. I'll get get it because I'm a family, mm. but you may not. Well, they keep saying that everyone's getting this one. Is it seventy five thousand or less? Uh yep. Well, <laughs> but the people of Sudan and Burma, um, the Pakistan Gender Alliance Program, they'll get it. Venezuelan well democracy group. We were talking before the show and. Uh, you did not watch. So th- we're, th- we're a week behind recording yep. this. So this is previous Friday that we're talking about this. But uh, did you watch President Trump's speech where he was talking about how he's not signing this? No, I, I hadn't seen that. I had, I'd heard uh, rumblings this morning that he had. Well, it's Wednesday today, but it for us. Oh, yeah. So we're we're pretty far behind with oh, the yeah. show. But um, so we'll know it, everything will washed out by then. We'll actually probably when this show airs, we may have. No, it'll air on the first. Okay, I was about to say we may know what the caucuses are going to say or the the convention is going to say. But anyway, he went on uh, TV and he just stood there and he's named off every uh, list where this money is going. He's like, "I'm not signing this. These people that want your back, that say they've got your back, they're sending twenty five million dollars to this one." And he read every one of them off. Oh wow, <laughs> every one of them. And he's like, "I'm not doing it." He's like, "I will veto it." I'm I'm sending it. I want, I'm urging them to reconsider and give every American a minimum of $2,000 um, or, or else I'll veto it or, or the next administration, which could be me, but it might not be uh, they they'll decide if they pass it. Wow. I thought I've never seen a president get on TV and read it off like that. You know, 100%. We should have transparency in that. Well, what clowns <laughs> in the government thought uh-huh. that that's okay. That's how it's been done for years. I'm not saying it makes it right. Like I saw AOC made a tweet. She tweeted, and I don't generally agree with her, but she says, how are we supposed to vote on this after reading 5,000 pages in two hours? Like who can do that? Like this is not governance. This is us being held hostage. And she's 100% correct. Like we should know where the dollars are flowing. A- it, AOC, she was right on something? Yeah. Nah, I don't. Yeah, I 100. <laughs> I said I don't agree with her on much. You sure, it wasn't ACB. No, it was AOC. She, uh, she, she, she's having a. But a she's tough... probably the one pushing this bullshit. No, she was the one of uh, objected, and it caused a six-hour debate on the floor before they mm. would let it go. Trump actually said that too in his speech. He said, "No one has read this thing because it's five thousand pages and it's just impossible to read." Yeah, right. And, and he's right. Yeah, and all these idiots. Trying to sneak shit in, like, was nine hundred billion going to overseas? Yeah, getting I, a fucking break <laughs> for an American stimulus package. One one thing that got me was the Venezuelan um, democracy fund. Like, how we can reestablish democracy in Venezuela right now? Oh. That was they're gonna they're gonna spend a bunch of money for that. I think I want to say it was like twenty five million bucks. Was it ten or twenty five to study the? Sexual Gender. preferences and in Pakistan, Pakistan yeah. yeah. How does who comes <laughs> up with that? So I I did hear I saw I saw somebody trying to say, well, what it is is for gender equality, you know, trying to push the women um, movement in in Pakistan because they don't get treated equally like they do here, or, or as more equally, I guess you would say, because I would be told I'm, they're not treated equally, but. You know, just they they don't have the same rights, so they're looking for that. And I was like, that's not the way that it read. It read like regardless, that has nothing to do with helping Americans that suffered from COVID. That suffered from COVID. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. So that's, you know, it's uh, 
Oh man. Even uh if everyone got two thousand, it still doesn't seem like a ton of money. Like some places that may pay their rent. Mm-hmm. Right. And then what else? But I'm also kinda like you know, we talked about it last time. I one hundred percent feel bad for people that have been mm-hmm. uh put out by this thing, right? Because it yeah. has definitely happened. Yeah. I don't know of anybody, like in my world, I haven't seen it happen, but I know it, it has happened. And I kind of I'm like people in New York. Mm-hmm. Is it still like super bad in New York? Like the governor won't let them do anything. Mm-hmm. California's the same way. Same way, right? Well, California they are fleeing, but like, what about New York? Why can't why not just leave? Go where the work is. <laughs> is that yeah. is that is it harsh for me to say? But like, if you're drowning, you're dying, you have no money. Why not just leave New York? Yeah. So how do you do that with no money? Get in your car and just start driving. Yeah. I like, put it on a credit card. And yeah, you- and that's and that's the question is. You know, how do you go to the new place? Like, do you have money for the deposit to get rent? Do you have, do you have family there that will let you sleep on the couch to get started? I mean, can you make it work? And in most cases is you probably can, but you know, it's going to be tough. And who likes hard? Oh, that's the thing. Who likes hard? That's, and that's the, that maybe that's a, that's a topic for another show is who likes hard. I'm not trying to sound insensitive, but the fact is if you've got a, you've got a jerk of a governor shutting everything down, won't let you do anything. You're not under, you're not like forced by the state to stay there. No, you're not. That's, and that's a, and that's why you're seeing the, the max exodus, the mass exodus from like California because people are are tired of it. They're, mm. they're tired of being taxed the way they are. All those Californians are moving to Texas too. And I would like to go on record by saying, if you didn't <laughs> like what you had there, do not bring it here. <laughs> uh, I mean, unless it's the weather. You can could, bring the weather all you want, but you leave all that other Sandy stuff there. Beaches. I mean, I, I, I agree with that. It's, you know, the idea we we're stuck in our ideologies that have been, you know, we've been grown up in and we were around and it's comfortable to us. And again, who, who likes hard, who it's, it's hard to change. It's hard to be different. So I don't know. We kind of covered a lot. That's good. I mean, I think this one, that's uh, a, if we're going to do one show a week, maybe we do do a little longer. Yeah. I'm, I'm great with that. I I think it's good. You know, we'll have to, uh, you know, as we go forward, and we're going to try this out for a little while and see. Maybe we miss each other and we want to get back to three days a week. Maybe we say, hey, let's do one a month and let's just talk it out for an hour. I don't know. Well, um, we made it this far, 300-plus shows. I think it's okay to drop down to one a week, especially when that's probably the norm. Yep. Yeah, so. I would agree. Uh, and if you uh, – people that are new to this, they've got 300-plus episodes to come back and listen to. Yeah. They go on back, listen to them. we got a lot of nuggets there. And we'll continue to have them. Um, it's a, it is an interesting conundrum when you, you take people that are actually in the business, still investing extremely regularly and doing enough deals and involved in masterminds and Facebook groups and seeing what's actually the pulse of what's going on. Um, it's, it's interesting to me and that, you know, we, we've seen a lot of the new technology that we've rolled out, you know, with land intelligence last uh, past month, Fabrica priced, you know, we see that we're on the forefront of that, you know, when you got, Rocket Print and Mail, you know, a lot of our resources that we have on our resource page put your businesses that much further ahead. And then here, you know, I think I think it was like seven to ten. I can't remember the exact number that went over a million dollars in revenue that have gone through a course this year. And that's just the ones I've talked to. That's not the ones that have just just slaying it and not telling me. And, you know, that's that's a testament to them getting the right product type, learning how to buy it, getting it through closing and selling. And that's just it's amazing to me. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Well, uh, we'll end it there for today. Okay. It's uh, January 1st. It's the new year. 
we uh, hope you guys have a very happy new year and a great start to 21 and we're going to kill it and uh help us out do us a favor go to facebook instagram youtube give us a like follow subscribe and then go to itunes go to stitcher go to wherever else you're listening to us like rate review and subscribe to the show we appreciate it we love you see you uh, next friday happy new year guys <laughs>